You're listening to Indiana SRN, God's Word 24-7, and sports. This is Behind the Stripes. Thank you for joining us as we take an honest look at the men and women we call officials, the professionals who make it possible for us to enjoy the games we love. They are the authority on the field, on the courts, on the diamonds, and on the ice. Behind the Stripes is here to support our officials, athletic directors, coaches, players, and fans by bringing attention to good sportsmanship, strong leadership, selfless teamwork, and respect for others on and off the playing field. Now, let's join our host, Keith Myers, and his guests for today's show. It's week 16, Behind the Stripes, Keith Myers, Brenda Hilton. Hello, Brenda. Hello, Keith. I can't believe it's we're in week 16. This is crazy. Week 16, it is week four for high school football in the state of Indiana. Hold your breath. We've had every game except about 17 of them, which is not bad. We're going to week four. This is the big week because we had Labor Day weekend, so we'll see what's going on. Volleyball is going on. A lot of cancellations still, but uh, we're making it, so that's a good thing. Yeah, that's great. That's great to hear, especially for the kids. Hey, we got a special referee uh, on the hotline, actually a guy uh, that does TV. It's uh, Crowns Referee TV. Uh, it's Paul Spera is with us. Hey, Paul, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. I, I really appreciate it. You have me on it. Just to specify, I don't do TV, but I do call my YouTube channel on Refs TV. Just to set the record straight. Okay, YouTube is, you know, it's still TV. I watched a game, a baseball game today on YouTube. So, hey, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Welcome, yeah. welcome I aboard. I start off by saying, really, um, I'm really proud of you guys for starting another referee podcast and continuing, you know, to raise awareness on the, on the officially human and behind the strike message. So, Brent, I just want to say I look at you. It's kind of like the godmother of officials. Thank you to protect us and push the culture of officiating forward. So thank you. Well, you're welcome. I, I sure enjoy doing it. And, and these podcasts, the number of people we've had from different constituents coming on has only helped raise more awareness in the treatment and recruit also the recruitment and retention of officials. So um, thanks. And, you know, obviously for all the good work you're doing, um, Keith, you want to go ahead and get started? Sure. I, I will. Uh, I, I'm not going to call you mom though. I'm just still going to call you Brenda. Okay. So like, Paul, talk a little bit about the, the YouTube, what, what motivated you to get that thing done? Cause I've watched a couple of episodes uh, I love the teaching that is done in the in the, the episodes that I saw. Uh, what motivated you to do that? Well, I uh, I'm a real inspired basketball official. I uh, just to give you the backstory. In 2011, I was going to grad school at Manhattanville College. I was kind of piecing together different jobs at the time, trying to fit it around getting my master's in physical education. And one day, my wonderful mother, Sheila Diaspara, who I flat out adore, said to me. She said, son, well, that's a lie. She never actually called me son in my life. But for the purpose of this story, she said, she said, son, you should be a ref. I said, mom, I'm balling out of control right now in my local, local men's league. I'm, I'm a player. I'm not going to be a ref. Because, you know, there was a stigma at the time with becoming a ref. I, I guess I looked at referees maybe in a negative light. Mm. I think like a lot of people do now, right? And that's what we're trying to change. So um, I took the course, became an official, 
and you know, early on, I wasn't really connecting with people. I would go into these board meetings kind of feeling like an outsider, partially because there weren't many refs I felt like seemed, seemed like they wanted to help or, you know, maybe also because I hadn't worked a ton of games that first year. So kind of feeling like an outsider. Then I met an assignment named Scott Walters who just started loading me up with games. Um, and that led me to work working with a gentleman by the name of Joe Redendo, who I famously gave the name Joey Games because at the time, he was doing 800 to 1,000 games a year. Wow. Which is wow. an astronomical number. It was, it's like unheard of. I tell people that. They think I'm lying. He's got books, you know, to prove it. But, um, you know, he, he kind of showed me the possibilities and opportunity with, with that high number of games. You know, he was a former great player from Queens, so he had a feel for the game. And he, and he kind of taught me two things. He taught me about game management and how to handle hot situations and, and to hustle. So in 2012, 2013, 2014, I started working heavy youth, AAU, and, and lower-level high school schedule. I wasn't quite on the Joey Games level, but I was doing anywhere from 500 to 670 games a year with all my sports. So, you know, I was really hustling year-round, getting my reps in. And actually, it's the hustle which, which led me to discover my love for the craft. So it was, it was just being in the grind working all those games, and that's what kind of led me to be inspired by it. That's when I started to love it and not really care about the money anymore. So, you know, that's kind of my origin story as far as um, on the court, doing a heavy volume of games with the intent to improve each possession. And that's the, the mindset I, I coach each game with. You know, I was, I was passionate about doing lower-level games and taking it super serious at the time. And, and that approach will always trend up as you move up the ladder and begin to, you know, reach the next level. So my, one of my goals early on was to do a college game before I did a varsity game, which is, mm. which is kind of unheard of because, you know, you would think you would reach the varsity level first, but it doesn't quite work this way in our industry. It actually takes longer in high school to move up than, than it does college. College is more talent and merit-based. In, in high school, there's a system, and, you know, it takes a while. So... Um, so my 34th birthday, I was hired into a junior college. You know, it was really inspiring time in my life. And each year from then, I just kind of made it a goal to add one or more conferences, you know, each summer as I went to camp. And I, I was able to do that, you know, the first five years. So it was great. And, and um, basically, always had the goal to become a Division One basketball official. Um, and more importantly, now I'm in love with the process and the pursuit of that the relationships that you get to build and, and the people that you get to impact along the way. And that kind of takes me to where I'm at now with, with, um, with crown reps. Should I, should I tell you how I got that going? Well, first of all, Brenda, you know, you talk, you listen to Paul and the first word that comes out of his mouth is he hustled. And I think that's mm -hmm. one of the key for our young officials out there. It's not a way back thing. You gotta, you gotta make some noise and you gotta hustle. You gotta hustle on the floor. You gotta look the parents and, you know, you you teach that a little bit, too, because if you have that, people will pay attention to you a little bit more. Maybe you can elaborate on, a little bit on that, too, Brenda. Yeah, so it, it's interesting to me because one of the things that um, I learned from, from the officiating world is if you can survive the youth basketball games, you can almost survive anything. And, and Paul, you can attest to that, I think. And then, um, you know, in officiating, the way I look at it is you're building your brand, right, Paul? I'm trying to, yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, that's the biggest thing. So, so you start down this path and you're, you're working on these games and, you know, we haven't even talked about the money that, that young adults can make. And I'm assuming that helped pay for some of your college, but then, you know, you got into this point where you're like, all right, I need to do more. I've done, I've done so much of this. And then, then it evolved to crown refs. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, in about late 2017, 2018, you know, after I had worked in the industry and hustled, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't out there coaching other referees in year two and year three. I wait until I, I felt confident enough. Um, so Crown Ref started with my desire to share all of the great things that I had learned up to that point from all of the great officials that had taught me. And I had built up, you know, enough reps to be able to then give back. So I started, you know, before the Internet. I started mentoring a young group of officials in person, and it kind of ignited a fire in me. Um, the fact that I had the ability to simply share what I learned and communicate it in my own way, and it was starting to make a real difference with um, the referees I was working with and their performance, both on and off the court. It's funny, just a quick backdrop. At this time, I was actually making funny sports videos on Instagram, funny like <laughs> food videos, very sarcastic. I was having a good time. Um, but I didn't know at the time I was actually gaining experience with social media yeah, and how to cool. engage yeah, and interact online, how mm-hmm. to build an audience, how to create videos, and then how uh, then know where to distribute them. Um, one day I just had the idea to kind of fuse my passions for creativity and refereeing. So I started an Instagram account dedicated to basketball officials on any level. I found, I found our industry to be a bit antiquated. And a lot of the materials and images you would find, it almost seemed like it was written by somebody who was retired. No offense, you know, maybe they're <laughs> not, but listen, it, 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 and I think a lot of officials would agree with me, it, 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 it's not very modern. Maybe up no. until you know, Crown Refs, I tried to modernize it a little bit. So I, I saw a great opportunity to social media and communicate with as many officials as I could find you know, in that modern way. And I wanted to be the bridge between the rule book and the game because we learn in class about the science of officiating and the science is black and white. And you go rest a game, and it's not as black as white as the book you just studied. Most of it is gray. And knowing what to do with the gray is what separates officials from one another. So I decided to publish instructional content teaching about the large gray area that we see in the game. Um, you know, early on, it was, it was almost sacrilegious to be a referee putting out content through social media because no one had really done it before. But I also mm-hmm. think that was one of the reasons why it took off because I, I instantly connected with that younger generation of officials who, quite frankly, they're on their phone all day. So that's right. what happened. Right. Yeah. And, um, well, you, you know, Paul, yeah. one of the things that, that we hear a lot, and, and I believe we, you and I and Tim even talked about it, is the, the need for the, the mentor-mentees programs across the country. And this is a great way, Crown Refs is a great way to kind of bridge that gap, right? Absolutely. I've always been about bridging that gap between players, coaches, fans, and um, kind of having centralized information that everybody can kind of learn about officiating and respect it more. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, and that's what happened. I, I started branching out to other platforms to try to grow the audience. Like 
I started a podcast, then Facebook, then YouTube, and Twitter, and LinkedIn, and website, newsletter, articles. So I wanted to, you know, kind of have that versatility and not be one-dimensional. Um, and as far as my mission goes, I'll leave you with this. It's pretty basic, and it doesn't involve money or building a big business around Crown Refs. I simply want to be the referee that has positively impacted and helped more officials than anyone else has ever in the history of officiating. That's it. You know, Paul, you know, Paul, what you really have done, it, you have captured what we have done with this show. Uh, we, we are building a brand. Uh, you know, the comedy part of it, it just makes people know that we're human beings and officials need to realize and people and coaches and fans need to know that officials are human beings and we have a great sense of humor. Sometimes it's very warped. I officiated for many, many years, so I, I have that. But we're human beings and treat us that way because we will treat you that way uh, as well. As I watch some of your uh, instructional videos, is you take the young guy and you show them exactly what you need to do. And I, I think it's great. If you haven't seen uh, the YouTube uh, channel, you should check it out, Crowns Refs TV. It's time for us to go to halftime already. And when we come back, a lot more in store for you. You're listening to Behind the Stripes on Indiana SRN, where you're always in the game. It's halftime at the Behind the Stripes podcast, powered by Indiana SRN, underwritten by the IHSAA and the Indiana Officials Association. If you would like to be a part of our sponsorship, please contact us at info at indianasrn.org. We want to hear from you. Contact Keith Myers at coach at indianasrn.org or Brenda at brenda at officiallyhuman.com. Now let's join Keith for the second half of Behind the Stripes, powered by Indiana SRN. Do you want to hear your favorite team on IndianaSRN.org? It's easy to do. Calling all the play-by-play -play and colored commentary. High school sports along with U Sport, Mr. Wizard is waiting for your call. Contact him at 317-443-0052. We're ready for every touchdown, basket, and goal. Contact Mr. Wizard, 317-443-0052. Back with Behind the Stripes, Keith Myers, Brenda Hilton. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can contact Brenda at brendaofficiallyhuman.com. My email is coach at indianasrn. You can follow us on Twitter at indianasrn. And Brenda, this time is going fast. This show is just cranking up. Uh, we got a couple more questions for Paul. And Paul, again, thank you very much for joining us today. It's really a pleasure to be on with you guys. Yeah. So, Paul, one of the things that that you and I've talked about, and Keith and I talk about it every every week, is you're well you're aware of the shortage of officials in all sports at all levels. Um, do you see this getting any better or worse? You know, during this, and I know it's hard to judge during a pandemic, but um, we talk about will people come back to officiating, especially those 55 and older. So, wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah. No, it's a great question, and not necessarily an easy answer. Here's what I will say. Um, what I stopped doing is with all this uncertainty in 2020, I stopped predicting and I stopped guessing about what's going to happen. <laughs> that being said, yeah. you would think with such a shortage in one industry, AKA so much room to grow. And the fact that there's a lot of people out of jobs 
and the fact that we keep getting stronger with pushing the messaging of officials, right? We think it's on the way up. It's going to take time, but we think it's on the way up. Um, I absolutely think that we are going to begin to fill um, the pipes with more, with more officials, you know, younger officials, hungry officials that are uh, coming up and, and really serious about being a very good official. Because I just, I will say this, I think, I think um, there's probably more bad officials than good officials. And it hurts me to say that. Mm-hmm. And, if, and, and there's many reasons behind that, partially because we're just a side hustle. We're not a, prof- it's not a, it's not a profession, only NBA and D1 and small percentage of officials, you know, are on that level. But as a whole, most, a lot, the majority of, us, of them are just showing up on two days a week, two games in and out. I mean, it's really hard to be really good at this craft if you don't try to be great at this craft. So, you know, yeah, and uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, Keith. well what I was going to say is he, he's about right, but I see that the associations, uh, state associations are now understanding that and, and is allowing more training. And I think that's going to help. And I, I think you're right. There are young officials out there. They just need to learn the game. And I got to disagree with you a little bit. They're not bad officials. They're just untrained officials of what to call at the game because the game has changed. I mean, I am 60 years old. I could not ever, I don't think I could referee the game the way it's played now than I used to when I called the game uh, 10, 15 years ago, to be honest with you, Paul. You're absolutely right about the untrained part. And, and that's partially a reason why I started Crown Wrestlers because I kind of wanted to make the industry improve as a whole. I want to I put out information across America and across the world that is actually going to raise the overall level of officiating because I think we can do better. And I think we lack the training. And, and I didn't really find that, that type of training four or five years ago when I was um, you know, still coming up. So, again, that's part of my motivation for trying to give back. Yeah, and Paul, this is, this is one sport. Um, I think every sport needs... 30 or 40 Pauls across the country. And that's, that's what's so great about you having your platforms that you do is you can get the, get the word out there even more. Um, have you had people contact you on kind of um, piggybacking on in different sports at all? Oh, that's a good question. Um, no, I have not, but I definitely have always thought about crown refs, baseball, crown refs, football, crown refs, hockey, you know, like branding out that way. If I could, ever kind of build the infrastructure, but no, it's a good question. Nobody has reached out to me about that. Yeah, well, they will, and we'll be right there by your side. (laughs) And I think the other thing too is um, as, as we look at this opportunity for this recruitment time period where we can get more people in it. All right, well, let's, let's focus on not losing 70% of them in three years or less. And I think that's where so many of us working together to try to improve the treatment of officials and, and you guys in the training of them. Um, there's a great opportunity here for the world of officiating. If we can just, if we can just hit the nail on the head. I a hundred percent agree. You're listening to behind yeah. the stripes on Indiana SRN. If you'd like to contact us, you can contact Brenda at Brenda officially human.com. Or coach at indianasrn.org. Follow us on Twitter at indianasrn. And if you get a hold of Brenda, just say, Dear Mom. 
and then she, she's got it for you. Uh, Paul, you know, you, you look and you have the experience. One of the things I have to ask you, because as an ex-official, I will watch the game on college football or college basketball. I will see the official make a call, and my friends will yell and scream because they don't understand the rule. How do you educate your coaches while you're officiating? Do you do that? Do you try to help the coach understand why you made that call? Do you help players? Bill, you can't go through him. you got to go around him. What kind of uh, officiating do you do? Because I think that can help the game. Yeah, I mean, as far as coaches, we're in constant communication with them, and some coaches require a lot of explanation. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily teaching them right um, about like the rules. We may we might have to clarify a rule at some point, and then I'll go give my, you know, explanation, a rule-based explanation. But coaches are, are constantly requiring answers, and um, they're constantly sharing their their opinions on the play. So it definitely causes some friction along the ways, and that's where the communication aspect of things kick in. And, and I've always said I think communication is is one of the hardest skill sets in life, but definitely in, um, in officiating, um, to master. And there's a lot of officials that struggle with it. And I struggle with it for a long time. I still struggle with it, um, day to day. And so I would, I would definitely encourage, uh, officials obviously reading the rule book and, and getting a lot of games under their belt, but, but start looking at communication resources, start finding books or anything online about how it's going to make you a better communicator under pressure because that's what we deal with in this business. And I got a helpful hint for you too. Just go online to officiallyhuman.com and read those articles and there you go. (laughs) Plug away, plug away. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, Paul, as we kind of, we're starting to wrap up here, but um, what are your thoughts on ideas on the better treatment of officials across the board, across the country? Um, well, listen, it's a, it's, it's a real issue, I think. I think overall, treat, officials get treated very poorly. There's a lot of disrespectful behavior, both from coaches, fans, parents, players, anybody else, you know, anybody else who you can mention. Um, so I, I definitely think we need to, to change this. And, and what you're doing at Officially Human is absolutely a step in this direction with the message that you're pushing, the fact that you have signs, that are about to go up in gymnasiums across the country as we could begin to start to communicate in a modern way with the spectators at these events, how it should be. Right. And um, so I definitely commend you for that, but we just need more and more messages and stories to be broadcast and put out there. I think a lot of, I think a lot of coaches and parents and fans that act rude at games should be exposed. I think they, their videos should be put on the internet. I think they should be tagged, and I think it should be shared with all their friends because they would never go to their job and act the way that they do at a game. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of good people in those stands that are not acting like good people. I, I heard a uh, official the other day, I think it was on our show, Brenda, that says I would never go to McDonald's and yell at you because you gave me the wrong french fries. So don't yell at me because you think you thought I made the wrong call. So, um, so yeah, and, and I I think too as as we start to get back on the courts and fields, if there's parents and fans listening to this podcast, think about the the pressure that is now on the officials as they go return to the games, and and they may be a little out of practice because they also haven't been able to be on the courts and fields, and we want to make sure that we, you know, we we come out of this thing 
um, this pandemic on the other side. I don't know if that will happen or not, but at least raising awareness and, and reminding people that, that these men and women on these courts and fields, they are human as well. It is time for the last question of the day. Brenda, it is yours. All right. Well, Paul, as we wrap up here, <laughs> what do you um, what do you have in store for Crown Wraps over the next six, eight, nine, twelve months? That's perfect. Um, I'm, I'm, I want to actually share about my my service that I have. It's called Crown Wraps IPR. It stands for Individual Performance Report. It's my film review service. Quick backstory on that: I was going to camp year in and year out, spending a lot of money traveling you know, across the country, um, just spending a lot of time away from home. And when you go to a camp, uh, you want to be able to go home with some kind of individualized instruction, right? And I, I wasn't getting that in a camp scenario. Camps are great for connecting and networking and getting in front of the right eyes in order to help you move up, but not necessarily for everybody great at individually uh, instructing referees. So that's where I decided to kind of flip that model on its head because I saw a big gap. And I basically wanted to produce the um, highest quantity, highest quality, like observational feedback report that the industry has. So what I did was went to the lab and and kind of crafted an email style uh, report. So I work with officials. I've worked with, with 27 different officials since February. They send me a link of their game. And then I do a full breakdown of the game in, in about six different parts. I break down their game notes. So I'll watch their game. I'll write notes on, uh, you know, 15-24. I thought you uh, could have took a step more north to position adjust better, right? So I'll do that throughout the game. And then I'll go back and give them their strengths, from my, from my opinion, well, their areas of growth. I'll bullet point that. Then I'll give them next steps in, in order how to apply the information that I'm giving them. Then I send them – this is all attached within an email. Then I send them a personalized seven-minute video. It's, it's more or less me instructing them as far as signals and mechanics, kind of what I saw, and I'm kind of basically a demonstration video. Um, then after that, I recommend that they watch their game with the report as an overlay so they can kind of go back. And then once they've swallowed that, I know this is a lot, but this is what I'm given, um, we hop on a Zoom call, and the Zoom call will break down the game and uh, I'll do a full breakdown of the game interactively with that official. And then on top of that, I record that and I publish that as content called Game Notes. Game Notes is the show for basketball officials where, uh, yeah, I'm basically coaching the members that have, that have hired me for my IPR service. You know, that's amazing. I, I love it. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, Brenda does the same thing with me every week <laughs> right. during this show. She sends me game notes. Right. She shows the right. replay. I mean, it is amazing yes. you guys have the same mindset. Wow. <laughs> well, I told you uh, she was amazing. <laughs> yeah, you did. Hey, Paul, um, I'm so happy to hear that that has, you know, started to work out for you because we talked about that probably in December. So it's so awesome yeah. that it's it's working out. That's great. Hey, fellas, it's time yeah. for us to go. I hate to tell you that, but uh, we're we're <laughs> wrapping up. And, uh, Paul, you know, we say this all the time, but, you know, we need you to come back. Can you come back maybe in about a month or two? I, I, my schedule is open for you guys. You just say when, and I'm, I'm there for you. Okay. Well, we appreciate Thank that. you, Paul. Well, Thank Brenda. you so much. And if you want to get any more content, you go to crownrest.com. Serve the game. There you go. Awesome. 
And you should thank check you, it Paul. out. You should check it out. It's thank really you so good. Much, guys. Week 16 right. is in the book, Brenda. We thank you very much for joining us, everyone. Don't forget, we'll be back here next week, same time, same channel. And don't forget to check out our uh, Twitter account at Indiana SRN. Please follow us there. Brenda, I'll see you next week. Thank you. Have a great week. You bet. And that wraps it up for us. We thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week on Behind the Stripes on Indiana SRN, where you're always in the game. Do you want to hear your favorite team on IndianaSRN.org? It's easy to do. Calling all the play-by-play and colored commentary. High school sports along with U Sport, Mr. Wizard is waiting for your call. Contact him at 317-443-0052. We're ready for every touchdown, basket, and goal. Contact Mr. Wizard, 317-443-0052. Listening to Behind the Stripes, a show that supports our officials, athletic directors, coaches, players, and fans by bringing attention to good sportsmanship, strong leadership, selfless teamwork, and respect for others on and off the playing field. Thank you for listening to Behind the Stripes, powered by Indiana SRN. You're listening to Indiana SRN, God's Word 24 7, and sports. <laughs>